Welcome to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV, a CE podcast series. If you are seeking continuing education credit, please review the disclosures and the requirements for successful completion of the activity prior to listening to the podcast. A link is found in the show notes that can direct you to this information. After listening to the podcast, please go to practice.cme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit. Joining us in this episode is Dr. Darcy Wooten and her patient who has been living with HIV for many years. Hi, I'm Darcy Wooten. I'm an associate professor of medicine in the Division of Infectious Diseases and Global Public Health at the University of California, San Diego, here in San Diego, California. And I am so thrilled to be joined by one of my wonderful patients, Ray, who has been kind enough to come talk with me this morning about his experience with HIV and HIV treatment. So Ray, welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Dr. Wooten. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Well, I wanted to first start off um, and talk about and and hear a little bit about your experience when you were first diagnosed with HIV and and what that was like for you. Sure. So my initial diagnosis was from my family care physician, just as a result of a routine checkup. And uh, at the time I was, you know, having the full panel of um, STI tests on a regular basis uh, as I went in. And, uh, you know, when I got the phone call from my doctor that said, hey, you need to come into my office because I have to talk to you. Well, you know, that got my mind spinning because I was a little worried about (laughs) what's my doctor going to talk to me about. Um, He shared with me the results of the uh, positive test for HIV. And I was, I was shocked, but at the t- same time, my mind had already been going through what the heck could he have been wanting to talk to me about? And this was certainly one of the options that I had thought about because I knew that I had engaged in risky practices in the past and that this was a uh, potential outcome of that. And what, um, after kind of getting that diagnosis, what was your um, experience um, early on in terms of accessing healthcare and getting treatment for HIV? Well, first I was ignorant. So I had no idea what to do and what, who to talk to and what even, uh, you know, the uh, course of treatment or was there a treatment? What all of that looked like, right? Um, so I was able to gather some information from him, but then he didn't have uh, experience uh, in actually, you know, in treating uh, HIV patients. Uh, so I was referred to an infectious disease specialist there in my hometown. Uh, had a chat with them quickly thereafter, soon thereafter. Do you remember what those conversations were like? I don't remember a lot about that time. It was a little fuzzy, um, but I do remember, you know, just uh, breathing a sigh of relief that there was an established treatment regimen. And, uh, you know, I immediately was willing and ready to jump right in and get started right away. What were some of the things that maybe impacted you early on? Yeah, you know, I, um, I remember 
thinking about, you know, wow, uh, all of a sudden the things that I was stressed about yesterday no longer seem very important today because I have much bigger things that I need to be focused on, you know, including my health suddenly became much more important to me. I think that I initially had to decide, well, who to talk to about this within my family, who to share uh, my diagnosis with, uh, and, you know, who not to. And then think about, well, how does that play out as I uh, begin treatment for it? Uh, how, how and who and when should I, you know, be very upfront about treatment or not? And why do I always have this box of pills with me and so on? I want to switch gears a little bit now and focus in and, and talk a little bit about the different medications that you've been on. Sure. Um, I believe when you were initially diagnosed, your first regimen was a combination pill of three medications, a Favrins, Amtricitabine, and TDF. And this was a very common regimen. I wonder with that first regimen, if you how you did with it, how you tolerated it, if you did have any side effects with it. I do remember having some side effects. Um, initially, when I began treatment, I had a rash, which I believe was a common uh, side effect uh, that occurs during the initial few days or weeks of uh, that regimen. The Amazing Dreams is another piece that I remember. Uh, and frankly, when I left that medication, that was a little bit of, uh, of sadness that I was going to let go of those because I never had any bad experiences with dreams. They were always just amazingly uh, realistic and uh, uh, robust. So that was one I, I certainly remember. So I think the next regimen that you were switched to before um, coming to see me uh, was a, a, a more modern regimen from the Favrins and Trisidabine TDF. And you were switched to, a, again, a single tablet regimen that had actually four medications in it, L-Vitegravir, Cobicistat, and Tricytobine Tap. And I don't know if you um, remember sort of that switch and what that was like. I try to keep up with some of the literature uh, and uh, understand, you know, hey, when something new is coming along, is this right for me? Would it be interesting for me? And then, you know, have a discussion with my provider about it. I typically have... Uh, extreme trust in what my provider is telling me. And so I was ready to you know, switch horses there. Uh, hey, if it's better, great. I always want what's better. So let's go ahead and go for it. Awesome. And, and did you have any, um, any side effects with that regimen or any issues or was it, was it a pretty smooth transition? I don't remember any side effects there. I believe it was a pretty smooth transition you know, outside of the, you know, I no longer have quite as vivid dreams, which is something you certainly noticed, but you know, it's, it's a small thing to give up. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And so the final thing I want to kind of switch to is what I think is a really exciting area in um, HIV care is the newer long-acting injectable antiretroviral therapy, and that's the long-acting injectable cabotegravir and relpivirine that has been out a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really exciting for a number of reasons. Uh, but, but I think what, at least from my perspective, is really nice about it is that it just gives us one more option 
that we can offer patients. And it's always nice whenever we can have more options for our patients and really kind of individualize and, and customize our treatment uh, regimen for what's going to work the best for each individual patient. I wonder if you could tell us what kind of your um, thought process and, and kind of some of the factors that went into you thinking about and deciding to switch over to that. Um, for me, it's super convenient to just um, not have to think about having to take a pill every day, to not have a pill in the medicine cabinet that, you know, not everyone that comes into my house, do I want to explain what, why I have them there, right? So uh, to remove that from my day-to-day -day and to just, yeah, I think not have the reminder of taking a pill every day, um, that has been liberating. It's been powerful. And so I am really enjoying the transition of not having to take a pill every day. That's so, so awesome to hear. I love that. I know initially you started out um, when the, the medication was improved, approved getting monthly injections. More recently, that interval has been expanded to getting injections every other month, but still having to come in mm -hmm. to the clinic, have a nurse visit and get those injections. Um, has that been super inconvenient for you or have you been able to, to navigate that okay? It has not been inconvenient for me. Uh, again, you know, I'm able to make it work in my schedule and it's, it has not been difficult. Um, uh, you know, I think what I have noticed is that uh, I forget about my appointments sometimes. And so I, I live by my calendar. Yeah. And that, you know, that's something that um, our clinic has thought a lot about because there is this concern that if you you miss injections, um, this medication has a very long half life. But if you don't get redosed, then you at some point will have you know subtherapeutic level of medication in your body, which you know could then potentially um, pose some issues. And so we've really in the clinic tried to develop a robust system, although there's always room for improvement, um, where we track patients when they're injected are due, making sure that we're reaching out to them um, by a variety of ways, which I know sometimes from the patient side can be uh, too much when we send you emails and phone reminder phone calls and things like that, uh, but trying to make sure that we do as much as we can to facilitate, you know, making sure that all of our patients come in so that they don't miss their injections. Um, and, and I think that's an important um, consideration for any clinic that's thinking about um, getting this up and running or expanding this type of program is to really make sure that you have the support staff to be able to, to do that outreach because it's, it's different and more, um, more intensive than uh, pill medications and kind of reminders there. So that was one of our uh, clinic's lessons learned um, about rolling out this type of program. Um, I want to ask you, because I've heard different things from different people, mostly positive, but about the injection site reaction or injection pain. Is it, mm -hmm. what is that like for you? Um, I, you feel it for sure. Uh, and so, you know, it's uh, two injections, one in each hip. Uh, and for the monthly uh, dose, it's a little bit smaller volume. And uh, I, in my experience, it's been correspondingly a smaller amount of pain or soreness. So the only, the only reaction that I have had has just been, you know, my hips been a little bit sore and for the monthly injection, it was sore for maybe 24 hours, 
48 hours maybe. Uh, the every other month, I've only done it a couple of times now. Uh, you know, I'm five days out from my last injection and I still feel it in one of my hips. Your experience, I would say, is very very, very similar to the vast majority of um, my patients who are, who are on this medication, as well as uh, patients in the clinical trials when they kind of tracked um, how, how this played out in terms of pain with the injections and things like that. Um, I finally kind of want to end with, you are um, really one of my uh, healthiest patients. You are sort of um, uh, the pinnacle for sort of what we should all aim for in terms of just being totally on top of your healthcare, um, really doing amazing lifestyle, uh, healthy diet, exercise, um, to really stay as healthy as, as possible. And I, I'm always impressed with how you're able to do that. You know, life is short, right? Especially, you know, having the diagnosis that I have, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that life, my life is going to be shorter, but I think I've come to appreciate, you know, every minute and every hour a little bit more and golly, there's a lot to explore out there. And it's so much easier to explore if you are uh, feeling energetic and feeling like it's okay to go, you know, walk around the marina and then go to the park afterwards and then go on a hike because your body feels up to it. And Hey, why not have those explorations? Because, you know, uh, our life is not a rehearsal. It's a one-time event. Uh, that's so, so great. And um, I, I really appreciate all of that insight. And, and uh, yeah, those are life goals for me. And, and I am um, constantly uh, inspired by you as well as by all of my patients in terms of um, how you're able to really um, uh, live life to the fullest. It's, it's very impressive. So I think we will um, wrap up there. I want to Again, just thank you so much for, for sharing your experience with everybody. Um, it is tremendously valuable. And I think, you know, this is really where things are moving in terms of increasingly incorporating you know, patient voices and experiences into education for healthcare providers, um, because that is just so important. You know, we need to kind of still know everything in the textbooks, but really make sure that we're keeping things focused on what our goals and priorities are, which is, is ensuring and maintaining the health and well-being of our patients. Um, and so I think that your, your sharing your experience is so valuable for not only patients out there listening, but all of our healthcare providers. It's, um, uh, we're just incredibly grateful. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. I'm happy to help. Thank you for listening to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV. Please go to the activity page on practicepointcme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit.